Get ready for comedy. Almost horny. Politics. The gay spin on the story was like, Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan. I don't follow this shit. ADD Jeff. Fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. And by my apartment, I mean my bed. <laughs> and poetry. Hotter than Vesuvius. More well endowed than the Mastodon. It's the Adam Sank Show on Derek and Romaine 2.0. And for the next hour, you're in the ass. And now, the one, the only, Adam Sank! Yes, queens! It's me. It's Adam Sank. I am back. I am here. The ass is back. We are live Sunday, July 9th, 2017, unless you're time-shifting, which most of you do. Um, I have so much to talk about. Uh, I am here in the studio with ADD Jeff. Hello. With Katie Cat, who's wearing a lovely black shirt dress. Thank you. uh, By Sexy Lexi, and uh, with a new intern named JB. Uh, Orlando has apparently moved on. Uh, to bigger and better things. So now we have JB and uh, and Alexi, and excuse me, and Lexi holding down the fort. Um, that was our new show open. Did you love it? Sure, I did. I worked my fucking ass off on it. Well, I can't believe that took you as many hours as you. Six wrote. hours. Yeah, that's sick. How did that take you six hours? Because I don't know GarageBand, and I. <laughs> thank you, Katie. You're I welcome. deserve that fucking applause. I, I know how hard it is. Thank you. Have you ever done imaging, Jeff? Yes. GarageBand is. Way I mean, I don't know if it compares to yours or to Katie's, but I've done it. Let me just say this: when I was in graduate school, which was over twenty years ago, I uh, was a TV and radio major, um, getting my master's degree, and I did a tons of radio. And we had editing software that was so easy and so um, it, it was it, you know it was good digital editing. It, it was as good as it is now as far as quality, but it was 10 times easier. Why they have made it so fucking complicated. There are way too many options. There should be GarageBand for idiots, for people who just want to have like, you know, a narrator track and some sound effects and wow. some music. That's all I wanted. I don't need like every instrument known to man. So anyway, that's the new open. Uh, thanks to listener Brian for creating the other one, but I needed one that was a little less Derek and Romani. And a little more Adam Sankey, so um, it is so done. Slutty. So it's sluttier, and Lobotomy. I and I'm so proud of the <laughs> porn audio. If you notice when it says you're in the ass, yeah, you hear actual porn. It's it's Rocco Steele, oh, barebacking I some like young bottom, and he's like, oh fuck yeah, and I was very proud of that. So yes, we have a new open. Um, we have a new schedule. We will be here every Sunday from now on. Um, some of our shows will be live, like this one. Some of them will be pre-recorded it won't matter to most of you because none of you ever fucking call in and most of you seem to time shift when it comes to my show so um it'll feel like a new show to you every week but again some weeks will actually be pre-recorded and some will be live we are live today so call us 844-TALK-DNR um tweet about us using hashtag ass on all of your social media i want to hear how you feel about the ass I don't know that ass was the proper like hashtag. Are you kidding? Like maybe DNR ha- DNR so, ass. I love ass, ass. I was so proud that a listener came up with that uh, from the get go. I think it uh, sets us apart. Nobody else is using ass. You know when you do when you do a search for hashtag ass. Yeah. You see a lot of naked asses. Well. But I'm okay with that, and that's sort of my brand. 
My naked ass is all over the internet as well. So ass open to the wind, stick it in. Wow. Here I am. That's exactly right, Romaine. Um, so yes, tweet about us, call us. As always, when you call in, don't get discouraged if you don't talk to a live person right away. Just stay on the phone. Um, next week, we will be playing a gay trivia contest. I'm going to uh, I'm going to be the host of this, and it's going to be Katie and JB versus ADD Jeff and Lexi. They're just hearing about this for the first time. Um, and I will also be publishing the questions on Facebook so that you at home can play along and see how many you can get right. There are 40 LGBT trivia questions, mostly geared lot. toward gay men, but there are some that are universally LGBT. Um, what else? There were so many things in the news this week that I wanted to talk about. Some of them uh, may have already been touched on by Derek and Romaine. Um, but we need to talk about the drug-fueled Vatican priest orgy. Wow. Did you guys talk about that this week? <laughs> I didn't hear about it even. So the Pope is not handling this news well. Uh, it was first reported in Il Fatto Quotidiano, which is an Italian newspaper. Police raided an apartment owned by a priest after neighbors complained of odd behavior and, quote, comings and goings of people into the apartment. Wow. Once in the home, they reportedly found a drug-fueled gay sex orgy. Bottom. How do they know it was drug-fueled? What'd they find? They found drugs. The Italian newspaper reported that the Pope was infuriated upon hearing the news of the broken-up orgy. <laughs> I guess he was upset that it got broken up. Um, the organizer of the shindig... <sighs> Shady was a 50-year-old aide to Cardinal Francesco Coco Palmerio, the president of many congregations, including the Pontifical Council for Legislative Texts. Uh, his name is Luigi Capozzi, which I think is Italian for bareback. I love that you Capozzi. try to put that Italian. I'm doing my best. I speak Spanish. But uh, anyway, uh, the, the cardinal, remember, it wasn't the cardinal who was caught. It was one of his aides. And yes, I said aides. Uh, the Cardinal is a heavy hitter in the church. He's one of the Pope's key advisors, having been appointed by Pope Benedict in 2007. Um, let's see. The apartment where it took place is owned by the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, sometimes called the Palace of Holy Office. Uh, Capozzi was reportedly taken to the hospital to detox from all the drugs he had consumed. Did they say which ones? Um, they did not say which drugs. That's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm assuming, I'm going to say it's meth, meth and G. Yeah. Uh, maybe because it's Europe, there was some ecstasy thrown in, but, um, well, meth is hard to get in Europe, but let's, let's just say that what's happening in the Vatican city right now is way more exciting than what's happening in my apartment on a typical Friday night. I'm boring these days. Severely boring. We're all drinking wine today, by the way. So we're going to get progressively loopier as the hour goes on. Oh, and vodka. Me and Kay are on the vodka. Also happening. Um, Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay Lohan wants us all to leave Donald Trump alone. The actress calls for people on Twitter to, quote, stop bullying the president. You heard that right. People are bullying Donald Trump. See, it was one thing to hear his crazy tweets or read his crazy tweets at night. But then it's another thing to see those that come to his defense. I mean, Lindsay Lohan, really? Well, clearly she needs to go back to rehab. I was going to say, she could have been in that drug thing with the priests and, you know, whatever. It's a cry for help. Yeah. She, qu- she tweeted, quote, this is our president. Stop hashtag bullying him and start trusting him. Thank you personally for supporting hashtag the USA, she tweeted. I'm not sure either of those are actual hashtags. Like, I don't know that anyone's, that either bullying or the USA are right. trending. 
Um, then she tweeted, for all you crybabies at CNN whining about Trump beating up your logo, take a look at what a real POTUS and man does. Hashtag 4th of July 2017. Hashtag MAGA. As in make America great, great again. again. Um Exactly. She also weighed in on the composition of the Supreme Court, retweeting a post that praised conservative new justice Neil Gorsuch. Remember when Lindsay was like a full-on lesbian? Yes. And, and like she a had wild that DJ child? girlfriend or whatever? Yeah, Samantha Ronson. And now yeah. she's apparently a Trump-loving right-wing conservative. Uh, people immediately started questioning what was happening. One user said, was she hacked? Was she, has she been in a coma for the last year? <laughs> Does she not hear the constant lunacy from her president? She's, she's just probably trying to get more followers by getting some from him or whatever. Should, I think it's a desperate cry for attention. Someone else tweeted, I do not understand where she's coming from. My guess is she hasn't read the news for two years. I would agree with that. In other news, a new study shows that men should masturbate 21 times a month. Why should they do it that often? Because research shows that it reduces their chances of prostate cancer by a third. What about excessive masturbation? Um, it doesn't say that there's too much that you can do. It just says you should do it 21 times. I mean, because just the other night, I was up to about eight alone. <laughs> How many times did you do it? About eight. I'm serious. And does it matter about spacing? Can you do all 21 in one day? Oh, in the 30 days. We have auto spacing. Like, there's some recovery time involved. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, yeah. apparently not for Jeff. Eight is a crazy amount. It of, was in a 24-hour period. Um, you know, a couple still, in the morning, like, a couple it, in the afternoon. When you jerk off that much, isn't your dick sore? Yes. And I ran out of lube at oh, about Jeff. time number six. And so there's... Pro I could show you my dick right now. Well, there's some really red irritation. Show us. No, I can't do that. What, what were, you, were you on something? Why were you no, so... I was just... Are you an animal? That's a lot. Because I restarted this hormone therapy I was on and I was super horny and I was... And I had... They had just like renewed my subscription to the porn that I tried to cancel but didn't quite cancel. So I had another month long of the porn site to, to see. And so I found all the new videos and I was, you know, going. Well, Jeff, if you need a break at any point during the show to go masturbate, please um, no, I took care be of it. my guest. This, this, this study uh, included a questionnaire that was given to over 31,000 men over an 18-year period. Uh, the men were between the ages of 20 and 29, as well as 40 and 49. Oh, cool. I'm in the range. I'm in one of those ranges as well. Um, it shows a statistically significant reduction in prostate cancer cases when the men masturbated frequently. You know that your prostate... Um, is what like creates the seminal fluid. I just learned yeah. this. And so your prostate is actually really important to um, coming. And that's why when you're getting fucked, it feels so good because there's a dick ramming your prostate, which is like connected to your uh, Well, I like the word dick massaging as opposed to ramming, but okay, well, sure. Some of us whatever. like ramming. It really depends on, on your... Um, Mood. preferences yeah your mood sometimes you just yes. want to be sometimes you want to be massaged or the drugs that are available on the table <laughs> at the priest orgy if you're at a priest orgy you want your prostate to be rammed um, unfortunately you cannot simply masturbate a lot and expect to be fine jeff this is for you a healthy diet exercise and regular checkups with your gp all significantly reduce your risk as well and it is re recommended that you combine all of these to be as healthy as possible i always have an annual physical the diet could use some improvement but i'm taking care of that well, I, I would say masturbate less than eight times a day. That's just seems... Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. It was eight times, and then now I probably won't masturbate for like a week, a week and a half. I don't know. It depends. I just want to remind everyone in the studio, because there's like 10 people in here, that we have wine and water over there, and it and is for you. So please help yourself. And vodka. And there's vodka? With ice. Yes, vodka with ice and some sparkling berry 
whatever mixer. Oh, that's so fancy. Yes. All right. Katie and um, I are high class. By the way, a little later in the show, we are going to be talking to memory whiz Joey DeGrandis, who has highly autobiographical memory. He can remember pretty much every day of his life in great detail. Um, and we will be taking your calls for Joey at 844-TALK-DNR. The phone lines are open, motherfuckers, if anyone would like to call in. Jeffy is uh, is masturbating and waiting for your calls at the same time. I can't do. That's I too really many hands hope required. not. He's no. way too close yeah. to me. Right. <laughs> Katie's gonna get hit in the face. <laughs> An occupational hazard. I mean, I've squirted close to that far before, but but not quite. Oh dear. Um, you guys, I want to talk about Andrew Garfield. And I know that Derek and Romaine spent a little time on this this week, but I can't say enough how bothered I am by this story. And I'm not bothered by Andrew Garfield. Right. I'm bothered by I agree with the you. gay community that is so fucking out of their minds, apparently, that we no longer can tell our allies from our enemies. And we are weighing every single word that comes out of people's mouths and deciding whether or not it is pure enough for them to qualify as uh, correct. Now, for those of you who don't know, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, big movie star, hot known to be very gay-friendly, is currently starring in the uh, London West End production of Angels in America, which is Tony Kushner's seminal eight-hour masterpiece um, that opened in the 90s. Yes, Jeff, it's two four-hour plays. It's, wow. a, it's long as fuck. I've never seen it. You should watch the HBO adaptation that they did years ago with Meryl Streep and Al Pacino and... Uh, just an unbelievable cast. You won't be able. It's it's cut, Is it eight hours. It's, it's eight episodes, okay, but you won't it. be able to stop watching it. It's really. It's about AIDS. It's about America. It's about um, Roy Cohn. It's about Mormonism. It's about angels. It is really a masterwork uh, about life, and um, and certainly the most important gay uh, related work that's ever been produced. He won the Pulitzer Prize for it. So Garfield is playing. Um, God, help me out, someone. Pryor, Pryor Walter, one of the leads in the show, who is a gay man dying of AIDS who sometimes dresses up in drag. It's important to know that before we continue. It is? Yes. Wow. So Garfield uh, is being interviewed about the show and about playing this particular role. And um, I have two sound bites from a discussion that he had with an interviewer. You're going to hear a woman's voice as well. Her name is... Oh, shit. I had this all worked out, too. Great show notes, Adam. She plays, <laughs> she plays Harper in the show. She's an Irish actress. That's not really important. But anyway, let me, let's listen to the first soundbite. Well, for me, one of my main concerns, which uh, I feel every day when I do this play, is um, as far as I know, I am not a gay man. Um, as far as I know, you know. Mm. It may, it may, I may get an awakening uh, you know, later in my life, which would be wonderful. And then mm-hmm. I can explore that area of the garden. Um, <laughs> but, but, but right now I'm secluded to my, my area, which is wonderful as well. Um, I adore it. Um, but a big concern was uh, wh- what right do I have, you know, to, to play this, this, um, this wonderful seminal gay part. Um, and again, what Denise was saying, I had to trust that it was, it was, he chose you. It was the right thing. And Tony had asked me, and I thought, well, if you're asking me, then maybe it's okay. Denise Gao is the actress who's playing Harper. Um, so that was the first part of the controversy, that he basically said, I'm not gay, 
I might be someday. I'm not ruling anything out, but I'm I'm a straight man. Okay, so wait, but the quote that everybody's... Wait, 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 that's coming. I have a question about it, though. Go ahead. Is it from this same conversation? Yes. Okay. Okay, so some people were upset about that. Stupid. To me, there's absolutely nothing to be upset about. He basically said, like, I'm straight, anything's possible, it would be great if someday I got to experience that, but I haven't yet. I can't imagine anyone taking offense to that. Some people did. But it was the next one um, that really got people into a fucking frenzy. Go ahead. So, so for me, it was um, doing doing honor and and doing justice to um, you know to l- know my history, mm. as it were. Um, you did so much. Like you did so much stuff. Like but but the, but the preparation had begun before. You know, with 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 all of my friends. You know, and and it was this is uh, as as much devoted my me doing this is as much devoted to my friends in the gay community as it mm. is to um, those that I don't know, those that, that passed during the mm. AIDS epidemic. Um, uh, lots of films, lots of reading, mm. every season of RuPaul's Drag Race, like yeah. every... Michelle Visage Like came. every Untucked episode, yeah. like every little interview. He has RuPaul with a, parties. With Alaska. I have uh. RuPaul... Th- that was literally the only time off w- during rehearsals <laughs> and during <laughs> the show. Every Sunday I have eight friends over and we watch <laughs> Ru. That's literally it. That's that's my life outside of this play. Um, I'm, I am a gay man right now, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Just without the physical act. See, now... I didn't hear all the fucking context of it. Yes. They only show you the quote. Yes. And now just hearing the context of it alone, I'm so fucking pissed off at the people who thought they should be pissed off Thank about you. what just happened. Right? That's stupid. So the quotes that Jeff's talking about, the ones that, that made headlines were, I prepared for this play by watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. And two, I'm basically a gay man, but without the physical act. Right. Now, Out of context. In and of themselves, those wouldn't bother me. Those those still wouldn't I don't exactly. think those are such terrible things to say. They're a, it's a little off base to say that RuPaul's Drag Race has anything to do with Angels in America, except that he's playing a drag queen. Right. And his point was, I, I, I was trying to connect to the gay drag sensibility, and here's one way in which I did that. Right. Um, as far as saying, like, I'm a gay man except for the act, I had a gay comedian on Twitter who I like and respect telling me that basically he was saying gay sex is disgusting. No. That is so not what he's saying. Does anyone who heard that soundbite get get that from that? I don't. It's saying that I just have never participated in the act. Not I've that never it was sucked disgusting or anything. I think he even said the opposite, that he's right. willing to do, like he would have no problem if his life turned out that way. Right, but somehow people focused on the phrase the act as if he had said the sin or you know, the disgusting thing. He just, gay sex is an act, just like straight sex. sex, He's just never done it. Would they have felt better if he said without the gay penetration? Without the the butt fucking. Without the dick in my mouth? Without the, I mean, I don't know. How many different ways can you say I just didn't suck dick or get fucked in the ass? That's what I would have said. Here here are some of the responses on social media. I'm not going to even read the people who wrote these because you don't know who they are and neither do I. Um, Andrew Garfield is, quote, gay without the physical act because he watches RuPaul. Andrew Garfield says he's gay because he watches RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, like the kid who thinks he's Asian because he watches Naruto. I don't even know what Naruto is. Probably some anime. (laughs) What is it? I think it is. Yeah, anime. Oh, it's it's an anime? Probably a sexual anime cartoon. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Not sexual. We went too far with the sexual part. (laughs) Here's more. Uh... Hey, did you know that if you marathon drag race, you are a gay man? 
That's all it takes. Who knew? Thanks, Andrew Garfield. Stupid. He and his reps have not responded. What is there to respond to? Stupidity? Why respond to stupidity? I mean, the sad thing is he probably will have to put out some kind of weepy statement about how he's so sorry if he offended anyone. His statement should just be, get the whole thing in context and shut the fuck up. Thank you. That would be my statement. If anyone out there who's listening believes that he said anything remotely offensive, anti-gay, or incorrect, please call us at 844-TALK-DNR and tell us, Make your case, because I think you're such a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. And Make them all want to call in, Adam. And you're, wow. Well, well, listen, some people ha- uh, like being idiots. There are people who voted for Donald Trump. My point is... Jesus, you're really killing half the America for your audience right now. Yeah, well, hopefully most of our listeners did not vote for Trump, although I know one who did, because he's constantly talking about how wrong I am. Anyway, the point is, we have serious enemies to be worried about right now, including in our own government. We do not need to be targeting a gay-friendly actor who is playing a part in a play and said that one of the things he did was watch RuPaul's Drag Race, that he would like to be gay someday, but he's not right now, and that he's never done it. That's all he said. There was a time not so long ago when we would have been so thrilled that there was like a hot, young movie star. With a British accent. With a British accent and probably a big uncut penis taking on this role to begin with. Right? That would have been a big fucking deal 15 years ago. We would have been like, oh, he's so brave. Now we're like hammering him because he doesn't meet this precise criteria that we as a community, you know, hold people to. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It, it is thought police. Um, it's PC run amok. And this is from someone who is a bleeding heart liberal. Stop it. Stop getting angry about stupid shit like this that doesn't matter and focus your attention on the fact that gay men are being rounded up and killed in Chechnya. And, you know, trans kids can no longer use the bathroom of their identity and American public schools, thanks to Donald Trump and Betsy DeVos, and 22 million people are about to lose their health care, like basic health care, so that the rich can get a tax cut. That's what we should be worried about, not about what fucking Andrew Garfield said. Let's put it in another way. He did go so far as to say, like, listen, I'm, I've done all the, you know, the gay research, and so practically I'm a gay man, just not without the act. Well, back in the day, you didn't have to do the act to get your sh- the shit knocked out of you if it, someone suspected you were same gay. Same as now. If someone saw you watching RuPaul's Drag Race back in the day, even though you didn't identify as gay, they'd still like, uh-huh, bitch, and then they'd beat the shit out it of you. It still happens. So Pe- come on. People are gay-bashed all the time for yes. being perceived as gay. Uh, anyway, I think I've made my point. I think that had people actually listened to the sound, the audio... The whole thing. Right. In context, they would have been a lot less upset. Um, and I also think that a lot of people in on social media are trying to get attention a lot of comedians i know were, were bashing him and it's like oh if i bash him then i can be part of the andrew garfield controversy and get my tweet published which i have been guilty of but mm. i'd like to say i only do it when i really care passionately about something or when something's really funny there's that hypocritical mindset you think i'm such again. a you have such a low opinion of me i about. don't have a low opinion of you just about some things that you choose to make strong arguments about and then turn around and like or you have previously done it or then you turn around and say something different about it later. I think I keep I'm track. very consistent. I, keep track. I think I'm a fairly intellectually honest and consistent person. All right. But I think you have a very low opinion of me. When I, I, don't. When, I was cu- when I was cutting together the new show open, I had to go through all these Jeff clips. And in each one, he's like, you're wrong. You're a hypocrite. <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what kind of co-host is this? Did you want someone who agrees with you all the time? Yes, that's all I want ever. Well, I agree with you this time. Thank you. 
All right, we have to move on because our live studio guest is here, and I am very excited to talk to him. He um, He's actually a close friend of mine. We sing together in the New York City Gay Men's Chorus, and we went on a date a little <laughs> over a year ago, I think. It, June 9th. <laughs> it was, of course, he knows the date because... It was um, a Tuesday. They all start with it that. It was a Thursday. <laughs> That's right. See? <laughs> Usually, Mary Lou Henner's like... Oh, it was a Thursday. The sun was shining, and then this happened. These this are happened. the shoes I was wearing. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, we're talking to Joey DeGrandis. He has what's called Highly Superior Autobiographical Memory, or HSAM. It's also known as hyperthemesia. Only 61 people in the world are known to have it, including actress Mary Lou Henner, as Jeff just uh, alluded to. You may have seen on 60 Minutes when Mary Lou was interviewed about this. When I found out that Joey had it, I flipped out. I think it's cool as shit. And Joey... I want to talk. I have so many questions for you about this, but the first thing I want to do is a demo. Well, wait. I want to know before you even get to the demo. Yes. How do we prove that the demo is like accurate and true? Well, he. Go ahead, Joey. Answer that. Hmm. Like, how can I verify that you just like? Oh, January ninth, nineteen eighty. Was it? It was a Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we could look that up. Hello. We can look up the Wednesday part, but what about the rest <laughs> of the All right, let Joey talk. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Um, Hello. Well, maybe we can, I mean, if are you going to have callers, perhaps? Like, One that's would a hope. way to verify. Uh, <laughs> um, so far, no. So, do you want me to just kind of talk you through well, how it works? Well, answer Jeff's question. Like, mm-hmm. is there, um, I, you have been through studies, yes? Mm-hmm. And they have been able to verify that the things you are uh, the facts you are remembering are in fact facts. Yes. And the same happened with Mary Lou Henner on 60 Minutes. They mm-hmm. were able to actually, you know, look at photos from the 1970s that were exactly as she described them mm-hmm. when they asked her. Yeah, I'm basically kind of a walking research subject. So that's that's what's going on. There's studies being done at UC Irvine in mm-hmm. California where neurobiologists are looking at the brain and trying to figure out the one guy that's heading it up believes that we all have access to our memories. It's mm-hmm. just we don't. Or rather, our memories are there, but we don't all have the retrieval mechanisms for them. But people like me with HSAM have an easier job. So or- he's bona fide, Jeff. He's, he's being <laughs> okay. studied. He's been documented. Okay. He's they not- do. I'll tell you this. They do sort of a vetting test because I went out there and I guess, the you know, coming into their office or whatever, it, just saying, oh, I have HSAM. They want to put you through like a little bit of a vetting process. Yeah. So there's, they have developed a 30-question test. And it's basically like, you know, when was Thanksgiving in... 1981 or something and and then I would say well that was November 26th Thursday you know and it's questions like that because part of it is remembering days of the week of right. dates like instantaneously and then right. the other Joe, part Joey's of Joey's brain is like a massive calendar <laughs> from I the see. beginning of time yeah. there's no day you yeah. can name that he can't tell you what well, day of the week beginning it was. of time well only like five life is right? a little is a little tricky jo- you know I would have Joey, to think about it for a while November 21st 1872 uh, November. That was a Thursday. So if someone okay, wants wait. to look that up right now, <laughs> now here's the thing. and verify that. I was fine with the way they verified you right up until now. Like you didn't live that. That you're just doing right. math in your head. Right. Okay. Yeah, but you, that's, but that's, you and I can't do that, Jeff. That's the that's point. fine. That's I mean, I'm thing. sure if I found the algorithm that could tell me how to do that in my head, it would take a little longer than his. But the algorithm is for. If I recall, it's called, I think, Zeller's formula or Zeller's algorithm, okay. named after the math- mathematician that figured it out. But this is a long, you know, a long ass algorithm that I could not write down to save my life. Right. My brain just somehow does it. 
Okay. But to my knowledge, that's the only formula that my brain does like that. Like okay. I can't just tell you the slope of a line or compound interest or any other like mathematical formula on the spot like okay, that. Okay, so my follow-up question would be though, even though you know the day of the week for mm-hmm. that year that he gave, whatever, 18, whatever, mm-hmm. like do you know shit from that day? You didn't live it, so right. like, well, how would you know shit from that day other than learning tricky. it in school? Exactly. So that's where the so the H Sam. That's where like the autobiographical portion comes in because it is very subjective to the individual. Mm-hmm. So like if I you know 1872 was a dark year for me. I was negative 112. So right. you know, uh, <laughs> but like you know I can let's say from the time I was about 10. I'm 32 now. So let's say about 1994 95. Um, kind of like what Adam was saying, on a given day, I can probably tell you something I was doing. Not gotcha. every single day, but if not that day, like the day before. All right, I want to get to the demo. But uh, wow, Joey, I want to ask you again. November 21st, 1872 was what? I believe that was a Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Verified. All right. <laughs> okay. Now, we just wasted like 10 minutes because Jeff had <laughs> to have that answer. Anything. We got plenty of time. Joey, tell me what happened on December 9th, 1999. It was Thursday. Um, I remember. And okay, so this is an example. I I have vivid memories of this day, but not every day are like this. Mm -hmm. I remember we had hot dogs for lunch in my school cafeteria. And and I remember I discovered my parents had like a channel, you know, like Spice or like one of those channels. Uh And I figured out how to unscramble it. And there was this How old were you? I was 15. Mm -hmm. There was this movie called Femalian, I think, about this like very attractive Adonis type male that came down from another planet and all these women were having sex with him and I was I was 15 and I was like trying to tell myself I like girls come on look at the tits you know but I was really looking at the guy <laughs> of course <laughs> what, did, what was the weather like that day oh I was cold and that's the thing too so I may not always remember that I may not remember like certain components of the day I just I mean it was December you don't, in you don't Cleveland, remember Ohio. the temperature every day exactly or... maybe some do days. you remember what you wore that day to school I don't do you remember what you uh, had for dinner? Uh, not off the top of my head. If oh, I really wait. thought about it. So let's go a different direction. What else besides the personal stuff that happened to you do mm-hmm. you remember from that day since you can recall that? Day? Right. Do you remember you anything mean, like, happening in the news? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, not even historically. Like something outside of like your immediate community. Yeah. What do you remember from yeah the news or pop culture or whatever? And that's where it's subjective as well because that – so December 9 of 99 isn't triggering anything. But sure. there are certain days where I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was going on in the news or – if not that specific day, you know, this ongoing issue was happening or, gotcha. I mean, like Clinton was president. I'm just trying to think it was, you know, Y2K. I mean, that, yeah, that yeah. was, I'm, my mind but is we could back all, there We now. could all do that. You could all do that. Exactly. But you don't remember anything else except for the hot dogs and the And the porn. watching softcore porn. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what about um, May 5th, 2005? Um, it was Cinco de Mayo, Thursday. I have memories of being in college. I was a sophomore, and I went to Fordham University right here in New York, and any Fordhamites out there, the tri-bar is the, it was sort of like the three-bar area in the, right up off of Fordham's campus. Did, did you go to Fordham? Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know like Muggsy, Ziggy's, and uh, Howell. Is that still a thing, the tri-bar? I'm a Fordham graduate yeah. student, so we go Lincoln Center. Okay, okay, fair oh, enough. Oh, you snooty bitches. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. No, I just remember, that's the memory from that day, just being out and celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Like, uh, what happened in the news that day, I, I, I'm not drawing anything specifically. What did, about, did an event happen that day? Is that why you asked no, me? Just no, I'm pulling these yeah, out of my ass. random dates. Okay. What, what about um, anything you ate, anything you wore? Well, I, actually, so this is maybe another way of looking at it. I remember wearing sort of like a plaid black and white shirt because there are pictures from that day that I am okay. recalling and so like I'm seeing myself in the pictures. 
All right, I'm let me seeing ask. myself and thinking I was a lot thinner then. The way the <laughs> way that Mary Lou Henner described this on 60 Minutes was that it's like chapters from a DVD. The way that you can call up specific scenes on a DVD and mm-hmm. just flip through them, and that's what happens when you reflect back on a day in the past. Yeah, another way that um, another way that I've sort of started to describe it is um, think of like a think of a puppet. You know, like a puppet show. How puppets are attached to strings. I am sort of a puppet, if you will, as corny as it sounds, to my own timeline. Like I have, when an event or a memory is formed in my head, there's a string that's attached to it and the other side of the string is attached to me. So I can kind of pull on that string and quickly, oh, there I am in that day again, or there I am in that memory and kind of retrieve stuff from, you know, December 9th of 99 or May 5th of 2005 or whatever. And again, sometimes it's what's going on in the world, but more often than not, if not every time, it's autobar. It's what was Personal, happening in my own right. life. Yeah. Are recent years easier than farther away years? Generally speaking. So, like, let's do June fifteenth, which just happened well, a few weeks wait. ago. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, so that was I, that was the day of my company summer party. I, I sing in the company band. We performed at two thirty fifth. I. It was a great day. It was a lot of fun. Beautiful weather. I remember that. See, what's surprising to me about that is I. I could not tell you what happened on June 15th. I would, I. I would have to look in my calendar. I wouldn't know. What, what day of the week was it? A Thursday. It was just, yeah, it was just You love Thursdays ago. with your random I ass know, fucking date I'm not, None selection. of these are planned. Do you, do you remember anything, any conversations you had that day? Any, um, what was in the news that day? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's more recent. Right. And before I remember you, what before I was wearing, answer, though, what it sounds were, like what, when you describe it as strings, mm-hmm. there are certain strings that you commonly attach things to yes. in the autobiographical sense. Right. And then there are probably major historical events that definitely create a new string that mm-hmm. would make the date pop out or a news event pop out. Right. But that's also the it's the interesting and simultaneously frustrating thing about HSAM is the fact that I can't necessarily control. You know, you would think like intuitively that, oh, you know, yeah. I'm going to remember things that are more emotional. Right. Good or bad. Okay. And that is true. But there are random things I remember from like childhood or years ago that don't necessarily have emotion attached to them that just hang around. Okay. That's not everything, but it's like, why do I remember? I guess, for example, like watching, you know, like coming across that softcore porn or having hot dogs for lunch on that day. Why do I remember that? That really had nothing to do with anything in my life. You so know what, what I mean? if I did it this way? What if I said to you, what are the for whatever reason, the top three dates and days that pop up to you, whether autobiographical or because shit was happening in the world. Does that, can you do that reversely? And like, these are the days I always think of if I have nothing else to think of. Yeah. Um, not re- I mean, like you mean, are you, I guess you're talking about like more heavily weighted days. Yes, where yes. Things are, I don't know. Um, or what if we just said like, what day was Clinton impeached? Um, Okay, so, well, so, okay, I don't exactly know off the top of my head, but I think it was at some point in early 1999, like, it must have been February, uh, January, February of 99. It was that right? I think that's I right. Know. Like, I remember August so he's 17. He's asking you questions, and he can't even, yeah. like, that's the thing. Because I didn't want to have anything ready ahead of yeah. time. Yeah. So, August 17 of 98 was the hearings, was, like, the... When he basically admitted to the country, like, I, I did have sexual relations with this woman, you know? So, like, I remember that, but I don't remember the day that he got impeached. What day did he say? Uh, I, didn't I did not se- have sexual relations yeah, wh- with this woman. January twenty sixth, ninety eight. Is that right? I have, to, I have to look it up. Someone else ask a question. Why? Well, and so I just remember my mom. So I grew up in a very Republican household. I, remom- I remember my mom at the beginning of ninety nine being like, "It's so sad that here we are, another year, and we oh, still Jesus. have this president." <laughs> Your poor mother. She must be dying now as a Republican to see what trash is up on that. No, actually, that that's a whole other thing. But my, uh, my parents are not Trump Republicans, luckily. Good. Not going. Okay, so okay, the, I'm sorry. What was the date? 
He said January January 26th of 98. That's exactly right. Okay. And Joey's not looking at notes, you guys. He yeah, didn't know I was going to ask about remember. Clinton. So um, you and I have talked about the fact that this is, first of all, there's no real way to make money with this, right? It's not <laughs> yeah, like you, it's not like you go out. on Jeopardy and be Well, like, if anybody has any ideas, I'm open to it. Like, I actually, just fun little quick aside, I stood in Times Square on June, I'll tell you exactly when, June 18th of 2011, with a big sign, like the New York date guy. People thought I was trying to give away dates, like I was whoring myself out. They didn't understand it was the calendar guy. Right. Uh. And I tried, the, the gimmick was like, give me, I'll give you, uh, for the correct date, you give me a dollar. Like if I identify your birthday, you throw out a date, it's a dollar for the, the right date. But I was told by the cops who approached me shortly thereafter, like you can't charge <laughs> money. Well, how you would you identify someone's birthday that you don't know? Well, they would just throw out a, a day at me and I would give like just like you did. Right. And it would it was just kind of a quick like, oh, my God, you got the date right. You know, they would look on their phone or whatever. What like, did, for the day of the week, you mean? Like if yeah. I told you May 27th, 1975, you would say it was a Tuesday. What right. about February 23rd, 1971? <laughs> also a Tuesday. <laughs> I was born on a Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, that to me is an amazing skill because, again, I can't tell you what Monday's date was. I would mm -hmm. have to sit there and look at a calendar or yeah. count backwards on my finger. So, and, and most people with HSAM, they say, have this ability. They have this, this calendar brain mm -hmm. where they, they always remember or, or, they, or they just can determine what day of the week any date is. They also all seem to start their... Their, auto, their autobiographical memories around the ages of 10 or 11. And that's mm -hmm. you, you as well, yep. right? Yep. Before that, that, you don't have anything. I mean, there are patches here and there, but like 10 was kind of the year that it really, that Purity. I became very aware of it. Can you remember the specifics of a conversation? Can you remember the words that you used, the words that someone else used? Or is it just the general uh, th thrust of the conversation? Good word. It's Thank usually you. the general thrust. Because <laughs> yes. I can remember things word for word. Okay. No, you when, cannot. I, I can't remember everything, but mm -hmm. when I remember a conversation, I remember it almost verbatim, and that's mm -hmm. why I'm, I'm able to, re to write about it and recreate it. That's good. I can't um, always do that. Like lines from movies, I can remember pretty well. Well, well that's a... That. And, and no, not, uh, no, not everyone can do that, fucker. <laughs> a lot of people can't do that. But H. Sam is a little specific to... Like, like, like you, were, you had mentioned Mary Lou Henner, and I think she's... On this special, she was talking about like right. what day she bought this pair of shoes and right. that. So she was a little more fashion oriented. There, there was another guy on this segment who was a big sports nut, so he remembers Monday Night Football games. For right. me, it's music and like the the arts and entertainment. So like you, Adam, I can I'm very good at like pulling out a random Friends quote or something or, or a, a quote from a movie, you know, if that I liked or TV shows that I liked. Right. I'm pretty good at that. Can you remember where you were the first time you heard Whitney Houston sing "The Greatest Love of All"? <laughs> Probably. In the car, humming silently, pretending I didn't love it, but <laughs> <laughs> but you don't remember. I don't remember why. the day, no. But like the the like sweet spot for music for me, I, I want to say is like the late like when I was coming of age in like the late '90s. It was like a, a lot of those songs will remind me of like awkward high school dances. What did like what? Casey and JoJo? Remember that song, "All My Life"? Yes, or like stuff like that. You know, um, Hanson Mbop. Like I hear that I I'm love right Mbop. back in '97. What you know? day did Kurt Cobain die? He died on the fourth of July in '94, I believe. Someone check that. No, yeah. you check it. I can't check it. You can't it. You know why? These he's one random of the, questions. He's one of the 27 it. Club. You know, the, the musicians that died at 27? Yep. Yes. I didn't know that. Jim Morris and Janis Joplin and uh, Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse and now. But Joe, Jimmy you, Hendrix you, had, you had expressed to me that this thing that you have can also be a kind of a bummer because mm -hmm. you have it was very April vivid... April 5th, not July 4th. Oh. 1994. Oh, I was wrong. Well, three months off. I didn't think it was July 4th. <laughs> I feel like I would have remembered that. Well, this is what brings me to my next question. Like, why aren't 
the 61 of you, like, why aren't you all competing on Jeopardy or some shit? Like, winning millions of fucking dollars. Because it's not trivia. Exactly. Well, it's you trivia, gave him trivia. It's trivia from their lives. But you see, he didn't get the Kurt Cobain right mm. because he didn't personally experience that. Okay. I mean, well, he experienced he was it the alive. way he experienced it the way we all experienced it. But if I asked you if someone in your life died, mm-hmm. I would be able to. Remember. You would remember what yeah. date it was. Mm-hmm. Like who? Like who in your life have you lost? Well, just like my grandmother. For, I lost both grandmothers. Coincidentally, about a year apart, May fourteenth of twenty fourteen was my dad's mom, and then my mom's mom, February February ninth of twenty thirteen. So you know, there's there, those were the last two big mom. ones. Yeah, I just lost my grandmother a year ago, and mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. I don't know the date. The date, and I'm not even sure I remember the month. I think it was October. Okay. I, yeah. But so that's so so that leads to what I was just asking you, mm-hmm. which is that you have these vivid memories from the past, and sometimes they're not happy memories; mm-hmm. they're tragic. And sure, does that weigh you down? And and how do you deal with that? It does. I think that perhaps it's just remembering things a little more vividly because all human beings tend to remember emotional things, right. you know, breakups, deaths, and then conversely, happy things or promotions or, you right. know, like the first a new relationship. So it's not totally unique. I think for me, maybe it's just more of a sensory experience if I actually allow myself to get lost in that memory. Well, and that's the thing. It's not like the, these sad memories are ever present at the top of your your thought they're list. just I mean, more if, easily if someone brings it up like if he brought yeah. up one of the sad dates then you think about it and get a little sad because it's very exactly impactful. they're more easily accessible to me and i think it's again being maybe having a little more of a sensory experience will cause me to get um a little more nostalgic a little more sad about it but i think just i'm lucky and grateful to say i have a pretty active busy life and so i'm not sitting around just thinking about bad things in my life do you know right. what i mean if i was that could be I guess that could that could really bum me out. You know what I mean? Do you remember? Do you, do you ever like catch yourself caught in sort of like a daydream where you're just reliving an entire day from beginning to end? Well, a lot of times at night, like when I'm lying in bed just trying to fall asleep, I will I'll just play like a little game with myself. Like July 9th, you know, what it what happened in 2016 and then 2015, and it's like counting sheep, mm-hmm. the date version, and then I'll you know just end up falling asleep somewhere around 10 years or so. You know, <laughs> and you can distinguish one year from another, right? Because mm-hmm. I can never remember if something happened in 2008 or 2009. Yeah. I have to like I have to look at a picture and then sort of piece it together. Yeah. When when how old were you when you first became aware that your memory was different from everyone else's? When I was around 10. Um, coincidentally, I don't know why that the, the 10 number is like a theme among H. Sammers, but that was when I started to kind of more actively just say things like, oh, that was the day that we did this, or you know, vice versa, like, um, if given a memory, like, oh, you know, like, link it up to a date. And my mom kept a really good date book. Like, she kept a, you know, a calendar of, like, events, so she would always cross-reference it. And that's kind of when my parents were both like, this is, like, what's what's up with you, dude? Like, you're kind of a freak. Did they think you were a genius? I don't know. They were just like, ooh, that's cool and weird. Like, I can't do that. Our friend, Like, people I know are not able to do what you can, like, are not able to recall memories and dates like that. So this is something unique. So then and there, I kind of knew that it was something that was unique. And, when and then you, I went public with it, if you will, at the fourth grade magic show. You came out. I came out, yeah. Oh, what was the, what was the magic act? <laughs> the magic act was, like, I'm the calendar man, you know, just like the, the New York date guy 16 years later. Or when, yeah, that was in 95. So I had, I had handwritten big giant calendars, and I had my back to them. So the trick was, and it was 1993, 94, and 95. So the trick was just, like, look behind me, pick any day from that board, and I will, on the spot, tell you the day of the week. And you're 100% with that. You never was, get it wrong. I was pretty much 100%. And was the audience blown away? Yeah. I mean, my and classmates And then did you sing knew. a dance? No. 
<laughs> no, it's he not does a variety show. I do, I do. Back then, I was, uh, I mean, I was 10. I was awkward and shy and stuff. But I, um, huh. my classmates at the time knew that I could do it. It was really kind of like the, it was extending it to like the parental realm, you know, because all the parents came to see the magic show. So it was like parents then knowing like, oh, wow, you know, this is something this kid can do. Now, <laughs> I've read that um, there is some research that indicates that H. Sam is sort of related to being an autistic savant. <laughs> so are there any... Do you have any areas in which you are deficient? <laughs> On the spectrum? He's or asking just, you, how retarded are you? Or oh, just, God. Don't say that word. <laughs> Why? Or, or just, That's basically what you're asking. I would not use that anymore. Uh, no, are, are there areas in which you are deficient in some way? Like, I'm totally deficient in math, but mm -hmm. I don't have any special skills either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Except remembering movie dialogue. Yeah, uh, it's ironic because I'm not great at math, even though I can do this complex mathematical algorithm in my head to calculate the day of the week. Right. I've always been good at go figure history but i always i try to draw a parallel between the ability and my love of history and i say is it just something that i'm passionate about and the memory ability is a complement to that or does the memory ability create the fact that you know or, or give the provide the foundation of you for me to be good at history i'm not sure it's got to be related but so i've always so loved history do you know the date that lincoln was assassinated Yes, April 14th of 1865. How about McKinley? Oh, my God. September 14th of 1901, I believe. That's pretty amazing <laughs> if that's right. And who, again, this and who shot McKinley? Oh. I just looked this up the other day because I can never fucking remember it. Okay. So he got actually, Lincoln's assassination right, just okay. so we all know. Thank you, Jeff. I know that was John Wilkes Booth, but the McKinley, was it some... He was, was a, like a nationalist he was like a Polish. Anarchist. I was gonna say like Serbian from Michigan. Or oh, from Michigan. With a Polish oh, name. Sure. Pick on the poles. Fuck you. Uh, I'm a pole, you bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you knew the date. What date was? Um, let's see. Wait, what date did you give for his? Assassination? For McKinley? McKinley? Yeah. September 14, 1901. September 14. Yep. Good. Yeah. Fun, fun little quick tangent for the listeners. Please. There's a curse of the zeros. Have you ever heard of this? No. For presidents. Yes, I knew this. Yeah. Reagan yeah. broke it. Reagan did break it. It was eighteen. It started in eighteen forty, I believe, with the guy. This is terrible. I think William Henry. William Harrison, Henry Harrison, yes, who caught a cold at his inauguration and, and died. In eighteen sixty was Lincoln. Eighteen eighty Garfield assassinated. Nineteen hundred McKinley. Nineteen twenty Warren Harding died in office. Nineteen forty FDR died in office. Nineteen sixty Kennedy, and then nineteen eighty Reagan broke it. And we were bummed. Those of us who were not. <laughs> no, we were not. Lover, I loved Reagan. Lovers of Reagan. Reagan was a horrible person oh, who's single-handedly responsible for AIDS. Let me ask you a anyway, questions, though. But aren't we kind of nostalgic for him now? Not, yeah, well, it's compared like, to Trump, compared to Trump. Mother Teresa. <laughs> How many studies have you actually participated in for HSAM? Oh, God, like... I mean, a couple dozen. So it's so I got contacted with the lab in early 2011 okay. because the Mary Lou Henner 60 Minutes segment ran in December of 2010. And so they gave info to like call or email if, if, if you, you, you are one it. of these people, you know, or you think that you have these kind of abilities. So I reached out and from that point, from early 2011 to now, it's kind of just like an ongoing, like their research associates will reach out and like, get, you know, do various tests to sort of just, again, assess how my memory works so if and it's to try to understand short-term versus long-term memory because they found people with HSAM actually have bad oftentimes short shitty short-term yeah. memory yeah like now, ironically I'm terrible with names so bad oh you don't even know who I am then <laughs> never mind so well, tell me this though of all this the couple dozen studies you've been in have all of the the feedback that you get from mm -hmm. the researchers has it been consistent or do some of them say like well you're like borderline H Sam and others are like yeah you're super on the charts H Sam yeah is there is yeah. there a, uh, a spectrum, spectrum there's of, a spectrum of H Sams 
There you guys is. get cards and like you're number sixty two, you're number sixty three. <laughs> not quite. It's not quite that nuance, but there. Is, yes, there is a spectrum, and I've met other H Sammers who, for example, may not be able to do the um, linking the yeah. day of the week up to the date as well. But let's just say maybe they can remember days from their own life. You know, right. it, it varies. Right. One common thread though that that again talking to other H Sammers is that. We've determined that we sort of have struggled at some point in our lives with depression. Oh. And that's something that... Interesting. And none of us are, in knock on wood, you know, clinically depressed. Like, I would say that the ones I met were, you know, fairly, at least seemingly happy people, productive. You know, like, they, they had jobs and they weren't, like, holed up and, and totally crippled by their depression. The only one is, I think, this... Um, Patient zero, the first person they've identified, uh, to my knowledge, this woman named Jill Price. <laughs> patient zero of HSAM, not, not <laughs> right. AIDS patient zero. Right, right. Pa- HSAM's patient zero. She apparently, and she was also interviewed on This American Life with me, she is um, like kind of, she, uh, she has said she's been very crippled by her memories. Like her bad memories really weigh on Oh, yeah. She was on 60 thing. Minutes too. She was kind of a downer. How many others yeah. were gay? <laughs> Uh, as far as that I you know, know. The only are one. you the only gay? You're the only gay. The only gay, the only gay in the village. <laughs> you can remember every dick that you ever saw. <laughs> Actually, Joey, I have a question about that. Have you, oh <laughs> when you're in a relationship with a guy, does he get pissed when does, you recall all that nasty yeah, shit? Exactly. Do you, can you throw stuff in his face and be like, "Well, you said two years ago on May third that at two p.m." Yeah, no, it's funny, and I've I, I've had that. Asked of me I like how my imitation of Joey is like this like femi queeny guy and <laughs> he sounds nothing like that in real life. Go ahead. No, I, it's not always that way because I, I'm just as prone to emotion as anybody else. Meaning that in the heat of the moment, sometimes you during an emotional you. argument, I will forget things. Okay. Again, Good. It, it's yeah. So I, I'm not, and and also I would never. Honestly, like pin anybody down. Oh, like, I would. I'd be like, bitch, I got a fucking HSAM memory. Screw you. <laughs> it was Thursday and it was in the evening and we were having dinner and you fucking said some bullshit. Honestly, Jeff, that's what my exes accuse me of whenever yeah. I'm in a relationship with them. They're like, how do you fucking remember an argument that we had, you know, six months ago? Right. Because you remember the dialogue. I remember yes, dialogue. Yeah. Okay. And I remember, uh, well, here's the other thing. Here's my special power. I can get really drunk and or high and remember everything that happened. Ooh. I never black out. Yeah, JB is raising his hand. He's <laughs> in the same club. Jeff, bullshit. You remember I, nothing. I remember everything. You don't black out? No, I've blacked out maybe two times in my life, and that was like I super, 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 super drunk. I'm the opposite. If I'm drinking, you can say anything you want because I won't remember shit. Hmm. Yeah, that was so my ex was like that, and uh, he we would have huge fights while he was drunk, and then the next day he would deny that they happened, oh, yeah. or that he did the things that I knew he did, and he'd be like, you were drunk too, and I'm like, but I'm still the same person when I'm drunk. Yeah. I don't fucking become a maniac and do something that I forget. The worst that happens to me, if I drink, if I get too drunk or too high, I either fall asleep and or vomit. But I can't stay awake and be that fucked up. Okay, yeah. so wait. Do they do that in the study? Do they like give you some alcohol, <laughs> some drugs, some pot, yeah, does, something? Yeah, does that help? And they're like, hey, now go for the fucking HSAM bullshit. They have never done that. But I, I think can, you need to ask and add that to the study. Me personally, I, I can tell you that being drunk and or high <laughs> just is the same as anybody else. In, in Meaning like it does not... My memory is, is pretty French much disappear. shit at okay. that moment. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I, I do something, um, maybe some of you guys do this too, like I, I, I brown out. Like uh, it, There have been a few times in my life, like yes, when, when I've gone overboard. <laughs> no! 
He'd remember that date, no, I'm sure. Like, yeah, of course. I, I brown out where like Bottom. little patches of the evening are gone. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And conversations yes. or, or moments. And Can you remember the last time you wet the bed, Joey? Oh, boy. Wow. Mm. <laughs> He's 32, by the way. I know. Like, you think this is going to be a recent Well, event? I remember, actually, this is a whole long story. So I'll, I'll cliff notes it. I, I met this guy on Grindr from the Midwest, and he, um, we had, like, this fun romantic weekend. And then three what months later, the date? it was March 14th of 2014. Okay. <laughs> and then he came back in July of that year to stay with me for, like, a week. And he wet my bed. Oh, my God. From so, drinking? Uh, I don't know. From Or just uh, from, from trauma. From, how did you traumatize this man? I have no idea. First of all, how wow. did you deal with that? You washed the sheets. I mean, quickly. I was a little bit upset, but I, I, I just was sort of like, well, I guess shit happens or piss happens. I mean, what did he case. say? Was he mortified? Yeah. Or did he not? Did he say it? like, oh, I'm sorry, this happens sometimes. I, I have a weak blood. Like, was there any explanation? It was, yeah, it was just like, I, I, he kind of was stammering around it. I remember just like, oh, sorry about I that. I would die. Yeah. If yeah, I, I ever wet too. someone else's, I can't remember the last time I wet my <laughs> own bed, let alone someone else's. I, I hate when someone fucks me and I'm a little bit messy. <laughs> That's like mortifying to me. I hate sharding. You ever done that? Yes, I have done yeah, that. Yeah, that shit sucks. Once on a beach. Joey, how are you with future memory in the sense that um, if you, like, I have to set reminders on my phone mm -hmm. constantly, even if it's like buy toilet paper. I have to speak that into my phone and set a, an alarm for five o'clock when I'm leaving my day job so I can remember to buy toilet paper. Are you mm -hmm. good at that stuff? Not as good as you would think. I do that stuff too. Because I think that my, my brain is just very, or as I see it, my mind is, so, it, it's very, it moves very fast. And I'm always kind of thinking about a lot of things. So I, as well as I absorb certain memories, I'm very likely as well to sort of like forget and discard random things, like things Five that I have other. to do. Yeah, so I also make myself little I'm reminders. I'm so bad at that. Yeah. I, that's where I have no brain power at all. It's like remembering stuff I need to do. Mm -hmm errands I need to run, appointments I need to keep. I have yeah. to write every fucking thing down like an Alzheimer's patient or I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Joey, let me, uh, <laughs> let me do a little test on you that I just thought of because you love music and oh, that's no. one of your passions. Did you sing in the last uh, holiday show? Yes. With New York City Game mm -hmm. of Course, as did I. Mm -hmm. What was our program? What songs did we sing? Like going down the list? Yes. <laughs> just, just do like the first five. We sang, we sang Hodier, that, yes. uh, that Latin one. We sang um, Frosty. Mm -hmm. um, we sang Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. Um, we sang um, we sang Manhattan in December. Mm -hmm. And we sang um, that that Stille Nacht, that, that German. The Silent Night silent in German night, with yeah. sign language. That's, which that's I did, five. That's all I asked with for. With bad yeah. sign language. <laughs> No, that's impressive. I mean, again, I could if could I you do that? I could do it, but not nearly as fast as you. Okay. And the only reason I could do it is because I have it recorded on my phone and I listen to it constantly. Mm -hmm. And I and that's another way that I remember lyrics is that I listen to the songs over and over and over again throughout my life, and so mm -hmm. the lyrics just get burned into that's me. That's how I do that. That's actually so. Uh, joining the chorus, the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. I remember they said, like, if you can read music, it's a plus, but you don't have to. I cannot read music, but I, and I guess this is related to my memory, I can match a note very well. So, like, if I hear the song once or twice, I can usually regurgitate it in such a way That's where, called, like, you know, um, there's a word for that, like, mimicking. idetic memory. Is that what that is? Yeah, when you, yeah. No. yes, it is. It's endemic. No, it's not endemic, shithead. It's something like that. Hold on. It's idytic. E i d i t i c. I'm Look checking. it up. All right. What's the spit? I want to mention next week. Uh, we're not done, Joey, but I just want to talk because I always I always get cut off at the end of the show before I tell you what's happening <laughs> next week. So this time I want to let you know that uh, we will be talking next week to a good friend of mine named Jay, 
who is a trans man who does sex work, among other things. And he has amazing stories about what people have paid him to do over the years, um, some of which are hilarious. So we'll be talking to him about gender, identity, and sex work. Plus, we will be playing our gay trivia contest next week uh, with our staff broken up into two teams to see who can answer the most questions about LGBT trivia. I'd love for Joey to uh, to take a stab at that oh, as yeah. well. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so look for the trivia questions online. Uh, during this week because I want you guys to play along at home and see how many you can get right. Um, Joey, with these studies, do they pay you? <gasps> yeah, how much? Sometimes. Are you a millionaire? <laughs> no. Damn. Uh, I mean, like, know, what's the someday. most you've gotten for a study? Um, like, I would say like like a hundred bucks, like fifty, a hundred bucks. Usually, it's around twenty five, fifty. How many? That's of them bullshit. Want to I can get that for doing like a, a <laughs> focus group. How many of them want like brain tissue and try to say like, can we drill those? hole in your head or something. Yeah, have they done CAT None scans yet. on you? They've done MRIs, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, 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 no invasive drilling. surgery okay, yet. Um, yeah, don't, say no to that. You'll be <laughs> like one of the I aliens s- in Area yeah. 50, whatever. Is I, it tr- Oh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I spoke once at NYU for, I, I did this um, podcast, The Story Collider, just talking about memory and kind of recalling a story around it. And one of the other women is a professor at NYU, and she asked if I would speak to the class. And so they paid me for that, which was great. Um, that's nice. And that's the kind of thing I actually love doing. So anyone wants Charge me more. to speak, yeah. Is it true that men with H. Sam have unusually large penises? <laughs> I've heard that. I've never hooked up with another H. Sammer, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> so oh, but, oh, based me. on the date oh, that the I two see. of you had, like, Adam, you tell us. Uh, I have fond memories. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Joey and I went out once, and like every every other guy I date, I either wind up never speaking to them again, or we become good friends. In in this case, we became good friends. Did you see his penis? Thankfully. I'm not going to discuss that in front of him. Apparently he has. I'll talk about that next week. We'll we'll be devoting an hour. I am Italian. You know what they say about Italian men? Big appetite. Yes. I have to say, Italian men, in general, have the most beautiful dicks. The most beautiful. He's going to make you drop your drawers. Perfect. You Joey, pull your pants down and show the... Are there people in the chat room, by the way? Yes, there are. All right. Um, by the way, thank you, thank you to all the callers uh, who Not called long. in with your questions. It was, uh, it was... There was one that briefly like hung on when we were talking about the whole story with uh, Garfield. And then he was like, ah, oh, fuck it. And then he hung up. It See, was like literally so five impatient. seconds. You know, when you call the Howard Stern show, you might be on, on hold for hours. Mm. But you stick around because it's worth it. Yeah. But on the Adam Sank show... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Not so much. Um, Joey, thank you so much for talking to us. Hey, I find pleasure. it fascinating. I hope that someday you find a way to monetize Me too. this Me talent too. of yours <laughs> um, and or hook up with a big dicked eight Sammer <laughs> and then you two can sit there and recollect wow. for hours. Have you uh, The people that you've met, that, really quick, the, <laughs> the other eight Sammers, is there something they seem to have in common other than depression? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, big dicks. <laughs> I, gu- I guess yeah. I just made that up. I don't think that's a real trait. No, no, nothing, nothing, nothing other than like we have been more susceptible, perhaps, to being depressed. Um, you know, you, like I hear the phrase like a lot of times, like you got to get over it or stop dwelling on that, and that's hard. And I think they've all heard that too. But I mean, like of the group that I met that I was on the sixty minute segment with, like there's a there's a sports nut and you know who, who lives in Texas, and there was a preacher, and there was a, a woman that taught at a university. So it's all different varieties, really. There's right. not one link. But you're the only in terms of hobbies. Yeah, suppo- the, all, from I mean, from that's I statistically that's wrong, right? I know, if there's right? like sixty people, there should be six of you. Sixty-one. 
So the wait, are you sixty one? Did they give you a number like we I've diagnosed heard, you? Yeah, number I've heard whatever. Sixty. I've heard like r- around a hundred. And this is, I think, this is domestically, like in the U.S. Worldwide, it could be more. Joey DeGrandis, thank you so much for talking to us. This has been the Adam Sank thank Show. You, you can listen to us every Sunday right here on Derek and Romaine Two Point I want to thank Jeffy, Katie, Lexi, JB. Um, and uh, once again, uh, tune in next week to hear my interview with Jay, the trans sex worker. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye, bitches. <laughs>